When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Pod Meets World. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. So we got a lot of emails and social media comments about what appears to be a Mandela effect we encountered on a recent episode recap. Do you guys know where I'm going with this? I think I saw something about it. Yeah. What, yes. yeah go ahead. No. Okay. Well, during our analysis of the episode on the air, we talked about the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes of the 80s and 90s, where we seem to remember that Ed McMahon would show up at people's houses with a camera crew right. and a large check, which is a stunt Robin Leach mimicked on our show. Right. But the truth is, though many, 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 many people remember this being the case, Ed McMahon never actually did this. What? Yes, he did. No, he never actually <laughs> worked was for Publishers Clearinghouse. Yes, Wait he did. He never worked for them at all, or he never no. showed up at people's houses with no, a check? No, he, he never actually worked for Publishers Clearinghouse, but he was the spokesperson for American Family Publishers, which was a rival company. Oh, but he maybe never appeared is, at then. anyone's home with a large check. That was the signature <laughs> move of the clearinghouse company he did not work for. So then who so, did that? Who, was there a, a famous spokesperson for that company or was it? I mean, I think if he were famous, we would know. But the answer right. is no. He, there was no like. So why, 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 how does this work? 
I'm fascinated by the psychology right. of this. Yeah, Why do this does a yeah. whole collection of the Berenstein Bears is a yes. big one. The Berenstein Bears is a very very big right. one. That was like the sort of most famous one that that started this whole thing. And well, obviously the Mandela effect too. It's named for the fact that everyone thought he had already died. But yeah. yeah, it's it's just goes to show that there's a popular cultural imagination that is more powerful than. All reality. evidence to the contrary. Reality. Or, or the timeline is shifting. <laughs> right. One of the two. Wow. So anyway, that is just something that a lot of people have in their brain, and it is a mixed memory. So that is a correction. Thank you, everyone, for letting okay. us know. We find it very fascinating. What do yeah. you What do you think? What do you, is there one about Boy Meets World? Like, I think in a weird way, mm. people think Minkus lasted forever, right? right. Like, Minkus right. was on more episodes. That seems to be like a Mandela effect. Topanga being there Topanga from being the beginning and episode. being every right. episode and yeah. super important. Right. I would argue that's definitely right. one of them. And that's one's mostly intentional on our writer's part, right? Like, rewriting the history exactly. in dialogue as the we show went on. in a sandbox. Yes. You remember. You were there. Right. Wait, we, we tried to create the Mandela effect. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's what it's essentially it was. But yeah, yeah I, I, I still think Ed McMahon worked for the public. Publishers Clearinghouse. You believe it. <laughs> you still insist. Also, we got a lot of emails about one specific shot from the recent Wrong Side of the Tracks episode that somehow even Perception Boy missed. I missed. I saw this <gasps> one. I saw people talking about this. I was like, how did I miss this? Is it because and so I did was... you go back and look? I did not because then in my head I wasn't wrong. Okay. Um, but uh, yes, I'm sure I was. That, I was you, captivated by my by my skating. So I was at exactly 14:49 during Eric's big ice skating scene in the far right of the screen, you'll see someone that yes. barely got into the shot on accident, and it appears to be Mr. Will Friedel watching his body I don't think double. It is me. Yeah, which is a hilarious mistake. Yeah, I'm wearing one same color, but the sleeve is black, where his sleeves are gray. Yeah, because you, you were talking about how cold you were, so you probably put on an extra layer when you weren't on camera. Maybe. Yeah, they because look, an extra even layer it looks like you. you have like gloves on or something over your hand that looks exactly. like it could be a that gl- could gray. also have been blankets they were passing out. That red blanket that might be me. It certainly could be me, but right. it also could be somebody else. It could be someone else. You're yeah. right. Because the colors are different, so Will I don't, just doesn't want to be held a- accountable yeah. for it. Are you kidding? So I don't love know who movie is. mistakes. Are like my favorite thing in the world. So to actually be part of one would be amazing. But you got to be so able to prove, cool. like seeing the hand in Jurassic Park or, or you know, the 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 cup in Game of Thrones. Like all that stuff yeah. is my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, I used um, to. There used to be books published called film flubs. They were like these big flip books that had pictures, and I would buy great. every single one of them. I was obsessed. It's such a weird thing. I I don't know. Indy Indy loves them too. He loves film mistakes. It's like it's it's, it's the glitch it behind the fun. curtain. Yeah, exactly. Oh, got, you feel like you yeah. get to be a part of it. Yes, right. and it's fun to to point them out. I mean, one of my favorite movies. I love the movie Master and Commander. And there was a poster for Master and Commander that I stared at a hundred times, a hundred, a thousand times. I see this poster. And then somebody's like, you don't notice anything strange about the Master and Commander poster? I'm like, what? It's the Master and Commander poster. Like, look at the boat. I'm like, okay, the ship looks amazing. It goes, there's a power boat sitting right in front of it. Like, there's a crew boat right in front of it <gasps> oh in the poster. And I was like, in the poster? Oh and now it's all you can see. There it says <laughs> Master and Commander. And there's a there's a yellow and white speedboat right oh in front of the boat. And you're like, gosh. oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, so there's things you don't see. Braveheart, you know, there's a plane flying over one of the, the Scottish battle Braveheart scenes. Braveheart has I mean, so many editing mistakes, So too. many. It's so, so, and you don't he's care. got the sword, and he's got yeah. the little and hammer. And then he's got nothing. And then he's got the axe. And then he's got... 
so and many it's, But it's such a good movie. I don't care. I just yeah, don't You just care. get caught up in it. You know, it doesn't you do. matter. Yeah, but nowadays, absolutely. I feel like it just doesn't happen that often because we can digitally fix everything. You right. know, it's like worth it to just yeah. go back and change. You just well, have, we, to, have to trust that somebody notices it. Because like, right. like Will looked at it a thousand times and didn't see it. So it's like you it. figure other people well, are looking at it too. with the gorilla and the basketball. Have you oh seen, my gosh, you know, amazing. You're watching somebody play basketball and that's just... And they're like, you bet you didn't notice the gorilla. And you're like, what? What are you talking? Yeah. We have, so our, we, we looked it up to see if it was one of the originals. It turned out to not be, but in our family basement, lower level, my father refuses to call it the basement, in the lower level. <laughs> What's wrong with our, the basement? I know. No, in a basement, I'm not even getting into this one. This is a whole different show. Okay. Uh, my dad is a lower level guy. That is not lower a basement. Level. It's a finished Ooh. lower level. Okay. It's a basement. But we, there is a an rumpus old, room. Exactly. Rumpus it's like room. from the 70s. Oh we have God. an old school Little Mermaid poster oh, yeah. where one Wicked. of the buildings clearly looks like a penis. Yeah. And that was right. intentional. They haven't yeah. admitted that. Yeah. The animator was yeah. upset or something. So it's, uh, I mean, it was, you walk by it and it's like, oh yeah, it's, you can really, you can see it. So Wait, funny. you still have a Little Mermaid poster in your... Lower level. There's all these. There's like little. There's. It's a weird hodgepodge. None of which I put up. There's some weird say, who, stuff. Who down is there. choosing these? Your parents? No or? idea. Must have been my folks. There's like a Little Mermaid poster, and there's. We. It's just bizarre. It is what a an weird, odd lower level you have. It is. Yeah. You have no idea. There. It is a smorgasbord of of things on the. <laughs> which wall. sounds more like a basement. To me, right? Don't you get know? me started. You have a smorgasbord of posters, and uh, dude. Lower signs or whatever a, in that one. We should go stay with Mister and Mrs. Friedel and stay in the basement. They would the love. Oh, just don't say basement, and you'll I be fine. Yeah, Maybe. exactly. They'll, They'll love that. The, the lower level. Yeah. Well, special thank you to Jerry and Jamie, the listeners who emailed that picture of whoever it is off to the side. David Kendall. The, yeah, it's probably Will. Kendall. I, like, I want to think it's Will. <laughs> so. Okay, we also got a bunch of emails about the episode by hook or by crook, as we missed a very strange continuity joke. Will is talking to his attractive tutor, dealing with the idea that she is telling him to cheat. And behind him is a sign that says sex ed. I think we've seen the sex ed sign a few times. Yeah. Then in another take. A comma has been added between the words sex and ed, <laughs> and a question mark is placed after it. Uh, <laughs> oh, somebody wrote on it. That's brilliant. Oh my yes. gosh, we must have we must have had a background actor like grab a pen. That's- oh my god, that is Awesome. So it looks so like, like someone is asking Ed a question. <laughs> That's amazing. What a That's great one of the best point. things I've ever seen. That's well, then it cuts back and the additions are gone. So yeah, it's like takes. not there, wow. then there, and then goes back and it's not there anymore. What if it was Dusty? What if it was? We should Wouldn't ask Dusty. Great? <laughs> Dusty told us his stories of getting in trouble when he threw a football into somebody's car. Yeah, football, he probably and then never he, admit he to was this writing one. like little jokes on pieces of paper too and yes. passing notes in class and got in trouble. Got in okay, trouble. now question. That's a great trick. Question. The background actors have often talked about how they were very nervous being there. Do you think a background actor did that? Because that seems okay, like something Blake. one of our Blake. writers would have done. Or Blake. I don't Maybe Blake. It could have been it. Blake. See, I see one of the writers going in and it's doing Blake something like that. I it could have been Blake or Ethan. It's Blake or Ethan. It's clever it enough to be, to be either Blake it's or Ethan. It's Blake or Ethan because they would only they would have the balls to. Do. Oh, who did that? Please, I hope somebody's listening right now and can, will take credit for that. I know. It's it's, awesome. It reminds me. Uh, Indy has like one of his favorite shirts is like about the dangers of commas, and it's like a yes. character with bears, and it says like "Let's eat Bob," and then "Let's eat Bob." <laughs> Let's, eat Bob. Bob. Yeah. Let's eat Bob. Exactly. <laughs> 
so good. So thank you to Taylor who sent that one in. And lastly, Will, you will be happy to hear this, but your recent talk of feeling old when you got an application from AARP in the mail. The good news is a lot of listeners pointed out that AARP actually doesn't have an age requirement. Mm-hmm. We heard from a ton of people who joined in their 20s and 30s for the discounts. Okay, so in good. reality, they do not discriminate. Who knew? Okay. That's awesome. That's great, because right? Because it's, it's, so Susan and I went to the movies yesterday, went to the theater for the first time. I love when you call time. her Susan. That's my wife, Susan. I know. I love it. Susan. Sus- uh, we, <laughs> we, we, we sometimes it's Sue, but I love when you say Susan and I. Susan and I uh, decided to go to the movies yesterday for the first time in a while since I was off of jury duty. Whole nother, yes. whole nother story. And both of us looked at each other halfway through the trailers and were like, this is painfully loud. Really? Oh, you're to so the point. Old. Oh, dude, it oh, was so old. painfully loud. I know. I don't. Like I mean, loud. like it really. I like That's things what loud. I like it That's was why I go to the movie theaters. Painfully you want loud. Crank no, it up. It hurt. It was loud. I get, I've definitely concerts. I don't like too loud because it gets to a point in concert mm-hmm. where I, I feel like you lose nuance, you know, yeah. in yeah. the music. But um, but movies, I love loud. First movies. time in my I life, I love it so loud, too oh, loud. I love it bassy. I love when it rumbles. Yeah. But when the higher, when it gets to the point where I literally have to cover my, it's too loud. It was too mm-hmm. loud. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Well, ARP would have got me in cheaper though. Discount. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm absolutely we're, gonna. We're all olds. Yeah. Anyway. Welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Ancient Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Friedle. Guys, Pod Meets World Live is going on the road. That's right. It's Topanga, Sean, and Eric in your city, and tickets are now available. But almost sold out for many of the stops. We will be telling more behind-the-scenes stories, reenacting scenes, doing Q&As, and... and ho- Oh, well, sorry, I jumped over your aunt. And holding a costume contest where you can dress up as anyone from Boy Meets World or even Pod Meets World. Anybody dressed like anybody from Full House loses and win one of my original shooting scripts signed by all of us. And we just released tickets for Orlando, Florida at Hard Rock Live, September 17th. Everything is on our site at podmeetsworldshow.com. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, though. We're starting in Minnesota on July 20th, Milwaukee on July 21st, and Royal Oak, Michigan on July 22nd. Minnesota and Michigan, we are close to selling out. Then Nashville, August 4th, St. Louis, August 5th, and Kansas City on August 6th. Nashville and St. Louis, you better act fast. Okay, now you can say it, Ryder. Orlando, we will be there September 17th, Hard Rock Live. Just go to podmeetsworldshow.com now and buy your tickets. You are not going to want to miss out on this. We promise. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. 
Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. <laughs> that is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media. And I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. Summer is steadily approaching and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation. Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on? Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. So, very excited to jump into our recap today. This is Season 2, Episode 21, The Thrilla in Phila. It originally aired May 5th, 1995. That's my birthday! Um, Yay! Now, worth noting, Pop Quiz, Season 2, Episode 20, aired on March 10th. Big hiatus, late in the season, March 10th. Mm -hmm. The next episode didn't air until May 5th. And we would have been done with filming. Yeah, oh, but there there must have been sure. something going on that caused. A yeah, big when break did we used to end? End of May, early April, right? 
Yeah, the episodes, you mean. We used to rap in March. Yeah, we'd be done. We'd rap in March, really? We'd rap in March because I'd go back to school from March until June. Exactly, yeah. We had like almost half the school year, we would be back. Okay. Yeah, and then we'd start pretty early, too. We'd start in July, like the end of July. Yeah, I think I remember. I I remember it was July, yeah. Maybe August. Really? Yeah, Yeah, I thought August. It was late, yeah, late July, early. We were usually like episode one or two by my birthday, which is honestly. So I bet we had everything in the can and they just took a pause for some programming break. That's interesting. Or Or we were in the bubble. Oh. Well, I was thinking, what year? What, what year is it? Ninety five. Usually, when there's a break like that, there's something like the Olympics, right. or mm. they do something big where the mm. entire everything the is preempted. Simpson trial. What was yeah, going like on in ninety five? Something. Yeah. What was it in ninety five? Something was preemptive. Know. It could have been the. I don't no, know. Or Danielle's right. We were just like on the up, bubble. You know, I'm sure Are somebody. They? I mean, they somebody has an old TV us. guide somewhere, right? Maybe. Well, I'm sure I have one. <laughs> yeah, Will, <laughs> we're one talking to him. Sure. Exactly. Shelf of TV guides from the nineties. All like, right, so like Seinfeld. Let's jump into our synopsis. Corey joins the wrestling team to make a name for himself, but eventually realizes that he doesn't have anything to prove. And Corey and Topanga's interest in each other is revealed for the first time. Or really, is it first time? I, this no. that we'll get into that. We will get into that because this it was is fun. This was such <laughs> a fun. It was so romp. Fun. Of an episode. It was I think so it's, fun. It's deep. It has lots of incredible oh. philosophical themes. <laughs> it really gets to the heart of the characters. I, I feel yeah. like this is the oh. start of the, the Boy Meets World journey. Um, yeah. It was so it's fun. A, a right here. Boy Meets World episode. It was really, I thought it was very fun. Right? Did you like it? No, of course not. No, of course you didn't. Oh, I got thought it was great. No, I feel, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, no, of course not. But, you know, whatever. I, I, I. I, you know, obviously it's fun. I mean, the point yeah. is to just, but no, I feel like the, I feel like the jokes are getting, uh, like not only simpler, but also like tighter to one another. So it's like everything mm. sort of starts operating in couplets. Does that make sense? It's like yeah. set up joke, set right. up joke. And instead of like longer sort of more. And so it just, you know, but yeah, it's, it's an episode. It's a ridiculous episode. So yeah. to judge it is ridiculous. It's sort of like. Whatever you know, but I, what I like is that I clearly look so lost throughout the yeah, entire episode. Like, you really do. I, I, I don't disagree with that, and yeah. don't care. And like, I'm barely there. Like, especially you can during definitely the wrestling, tell. You cut to my. You cut to like you see me watching the wrestling, and you can just see me being like, "What is happening?" Yeah, you're like, Dead "I'm so eyes. checked out." So yeah. yeah, yeah, I loved it. I did. I, I did too. I thought, I thought it was really fun. I mean, 22 there's some, minutes there's of some, ridiculousness. There's some yeah, absolute totally. craziness that's like, oh, yeah. what? What are we doing here? But yeah. also, I, I mean, just, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I really love is that Blake and Ethan are so uh, amazing. And, and Adam, know. like, yeah, I mean, I just, it just feels like a different show, right? Like, and it's not just in terms of tone and the jokes, but also uh, so many of the storylines get, you know, are centered on the other other characters like it's adam it's it's griff yeah. storyline yeah. it's the bullies it doesn't you know and, and even it's like a, a griff and feeny storyline yeah. and 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 cory just doesn't feel like cory to me but i guess that's the point is that he's trying to be right. somebody else i don't know it just felt off but you know it's you can't judge this episode this episode is purely just for fun i'm yeah. gonna say something very controversial right now okay i'm gonna say something very controversial and i, I it hit me during the episode not as actors not as people, strictly as, as as characters. I find Griff more interesting than Harley. 
There's yeah. a ba- there's a background to Griff yeah. where I want to go. I want to know so much about this guy. Totally. Yeah. He's so cool and he's so and there's times where it's like he's on Feeney's level. Right. And the two of them are talking. Uh, it, it's just I'm sitting there watching just going. I, I find this character incredibly interesting. It's a fantastic dynamic. And what what's so interesting is that. You know, they created him obviously out of desperation, right? Uh, which similar to like the Nancy Kerrigan factor is so right. such a like. I feel like our writers were good under pressure. You know, yeah. when they had to create yeah. a character, and and and. But what's interesting to me is that that pressure was that Ethan and Blake were so good that they had to keep them on the show. Yeah, right? like they they, they're great. they you yeah. know Danny couldn't continue to do the show, and then they had to give them you know another bully and a leader, yeah. and as a result found Adam, who's obviously incredible, wrote this incredible character, Griff, and then gave him like this entire episode, you know, and it's just wonderful. It's yeah. It's just the whole thing. Cause again, love Danny and Danny killed it as Harley. Amazing. Yeah. And well, we would, we wanted to see him on the show forever, but they had to pivot and yeah. what a pivot. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, I think one of the things is like, um, Harley, the character had uh, was it's it's a little like when you hear us talk about how you're not ever really supposed to play angry, like angry is the easiest thing to play. Yeah. Harley's character, his default was physical threat. I, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to hurt you. And so the answer to whatever the conflict always was, was like, because I'm going to punch you in the face. Whereas right. like with Griff, <laughs> right. it's it's there's a whole it, they're so layered. It's like right. a wheeler and a dealer. And uh, yeah. and who are my connections? And I'm power and a struggle. And like so it, it, there there were in, more interesting choices for that yeah. character to make yes. than there were for Absolutely. Harley, the character to make. Yep. So I and everything we loved about TK yeah. Like the showing up with the stakes and doing all the right. stuff they kind of gave to Griff. Yes. Where it's all Smarter that kind of like. everybody. Yeah. They're picking up the, I'm um, just getting my lobsters and the massage. T- I just yeah. Loved everything about it. It was great. I know. It is so great. So this episode was directed by David Trainer. It was written by Mark Blutman and Howard Buskang. Guest starring Blake Soper as Joseph Joey the Rat Epstein. Ethan Suplee as Frankie Stacchino. Adam Scott as Griffin Griff Hawkins. Robert Goulet as Robert, Robert Goulet. Goulet. <laughs> Yasmin Bleeth as Yasmin Bleeth. Leon Vader White as mm. Frankie Vader Stacchino Sr., his first appearance on our show. Jared Murphy played Matt Charles Carpenter as Savage, who is still working. He was seen on the Goldbergs, NCIS, Criminal Minds, and the movie Birds of Prey. Cool, so interesting to name a character Savage, isn't it? I know that threw me a little bit. It, I, I was like, like, is he what? saying? Is he was he talking to Ben? Like, what was I that? Know. <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. I wonder if that strikes anybody else but us. Like, yeah. it was such a weird moment for me. It has to, because for me, I did the same thing. I was like, do they just call him Savage? And yeah. I was like, oh, that's weird. the guy's name that's behind what? Ben. In right. the, yeah, yeah, weird choice. Yeah. And then Kelly Packard returns now as Candy. She was one of the girls in the tow yard in season one and is best known as Tiffany in California. She, so she only did the one episode in the tow yard? I thought she's done multiple episodes. No, no, no. And then she was also one of the women in the mall, in the mall with the yes. lobster suit. Yes. With the lobster. Yeah. Yeah. And this yeah. is the moment that Tony was talking about on the live show where oh, he says, I, I'm, hi, I'm Candy. Of course you are. That's oh. all. This, that's the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 
<laughs> oh, that's so funny. All right. Well, we jump into our recap. We are in the school hallway. Topanga, who is back without much Yay! fanfare. I fanfared. I fanfared, Danielle. Well, she's back after the last time we saw her. She was confessing that she likes Corey. So here she is, seeing her for the first time since then. She asks Corey and Sean what their greatest accomplishment has been during their first year at John Adams High and why. And I guess, you know, Topanga now works for the yearbook. And I guess she's interviewing every student like this. Well, there's only like 3,000 in the school. Right. I think the point is that she just wants to have an excuse to talk to Corey. Oh, but, but that's the, that's like the next level reading. I, I I also just like, I don't know, I like Topanga being like smart and I do too. Jobs. Yeah. Oh, I love it. She's I great. just started thinking about the reality of this. It harkens back to the uh, the the video, you know, when you were interviewing yeah. Yes. I don't know. It just makes sense that you'd be interviewing people. It's nice. Yeah, She's it's fully, fun. fully gone from the Topanga we knew in season one. It's complete. It's the the, the it's the transformation is basically complete. At this yeah, point. you're right. Especially with yeah. the insults. She ends up calling you guys pathetic, which like, wow. Yeah. So rude. Yeah. So uh, everything Corey thinks of, Sean says, nope, that wasn't us. Topanga calls them pathetic and then leaves. Yikes. Wowzers. Also, Corey and Sean. Have done everything. So many things. <laughs> everything. I love season. that. Oh, they're like, well, how are we going to make a name for that? We didn't do that. We didn't. They took done over a radio station. Everything. Uh, right. You know, name you anything. Name it. Well, well, what is the joke here? I really don't get it. Why am I saying not us? It wasn't us. Am because he's because remembering. He's remembering things that you guys did together that made cool you cool. Things. But it's you're like that wasn't us. Nope, that wasn't the us. Jo- the joke is basically that you guys are kind of boring. That there okay, is yeah. nothing you did. I thought maybe it was that we didn't want to get caught for those things, or like I no. was cutting him off because like mm. I, no, 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 we don't want to bring no. that up. Okay, no, this I think is it's also literally th- just yeah. we didn't do anything. We cool. didn't do anything. Yeah, a, and we're oh, and gosh, we're supposed to so like you cool said things. exactly, but like you said, where the show isn't being binged, we're supposed to forget that every week you're the same. Every week you cool. guys have done something yeah. crazy. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, Corey says she's right. We are pathetic. The year is almost over, and he hasn't made a name for himself. He blames the jocks who are menacingly nearby in their Letterman jackets. They're holding up a nerd. I love that. There's just as he's saying, I blame the jocks. You just noticed. 50 jocks behind them. <laughs> yep, like, of course. Right there. Uh, the jocks walk over to Corey and Sean and they pick Corey up, feeling how much he weighs. Actually, the jocks walk over to Corey and Sean and they pick Sean up and they say, nope, too heavy. So too heavy. They, they put you down. Then they pick up Corey to see how much he weighs. They reveal he is the perfect size for the super confetti weight division. And then they congratulate him on joining the wrestling team. So this is where we learn that one of the wrestlers is named Savage, which was just Savage, super which weird. Which is weird. Bizarre. By the way, we are also now um, for this episode, and I believe the next one, but we'll just talk about this episode. We are everybody is in full hand rubbing mode. Oh, yeah. hand you rubbing has rubbing. become the thing. Every person, I mean, everybody is now just hand rubbing. Yep, you just—it's the easy thing to do with your hands. It's so, so funny. funny. I, I didn't even notice it, but who who does it in this one? Everybody me, started ben. with yeah, ben, ben does do it, it constantly. Yeah, yeah. It, I, you know, just thinking about it right now, this is it's it's totally a result of rehearsing with the scripts in our hands. 
Oh, you're right. Because we rehearse then, all week with holding a script in one hand, and then the minute you don't have it, minute, you're like, what do I do so with these? We go to tape night, or when we're going, we have to let go of a script. And you know, like when you rehearse a play, you rehearse it on without your script, usually for like a week or two before you actually put it up. So you figure out what to do with your hands. But for us, we never knew what to do with our hands. Right. We didn't lose our scripts until sometimes the moment before we started shooting. Right. Because if even then, they'd be rewriting. They'd be. Re- I mean, unless yeah. you were like you, Will, where you were memorized on day one and could memorize it, whatever. Like for us, we'd be coming out of school, be getting new pages, never having yeah. read the scene and rehearsing that moment. And then, you know, and so the day of, we'd be losing scripts for the first time. I never thought about that, but... I, yeah. that's a, it's true. Your hands were occupied all yeah. the time and then all, the all of a sudden right. they're not in front of the audience. So, yeah. yeah. That's good a good observation. call. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they give Corey a jacket, a wrestling uniform, and Candy, who is a cute girl named Candy. She throws her arm around Corey, forcing him to smile, and he says, sweet. And then we're in the Matthews kitchen. Corey is on Eric's back and choking him as they walk downstairs. And Will, your little high pitched is so funny. I got to do a voice. It was fun. (laughs) I got to do a voice. So cute. (laughs) Alan and Amy ask why Corey is so wound up. And Corey hands Alan a permission slip to join the wrestling team. And Alan is thrilled. But Amy is worried because wrestling is dangerous. Alan disagrees and says it's not ballet, which would be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Eric says he. Knows I don't get these that guys. joke. Can I? Is, I don't get that joke. That he was going to be beat up. Oh. oh, is that what it is? I mean, is really is that what it is? Ah, that's what I took it as. Okay, that would yeah, be I think it's because then get he'd get beat, he'd be beat up. Maybe. Uh, okay, being being raised around the ballet and going to the ballet at the time, I just I honestly truly didn't understand that joke. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't get that. I think okay. it was, yeah, it was a if you like the ballet, you're going to get beat up. Ah. Eric says he knows these guys. They have pent up aggressions ready to take them out on Corey and then says, here, use my pen. Use my pen. I thought that was fun. (laughs) Very funny. And I loved my sweater. I'm throwing that out there. I love that blue and white sweater. That was a great sweater. It's a great sweater. There's a lot of sweaters now that Eric is in that I want back. Right. You know, there's not a lot of wardrobe and none from the first season, except maybe the leather jacket that was given to Ryder, who he then carelessly lost. Lost. Um, but AKA the, was stolen out of his car. That's carelessly losing it. Um, and then the, but uh, nothing else. And, but there's a few sweaters now where, who You'd like those. I, yeah, really would. Like, and now that you told me that baggy's back, mm, I'm there down. You go. Yeah, that'd be great. So then we're in the school cafeteria. The jocks, Candy and Corey are sitting together and they all chug soda in a toast to Corey, their newest member. Uh, Candy asks what Corey is going to do with the can and he says he's going to recycle it, <laughs> which I thought was very cute. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm going to recycle it, of course. So I remember, I don't remember much of this episode. I mean, I remember the crazy wrestling scene, obviously, because there was just so of much course. going on that day. Like, I remember the chaos. I don't remember the storyline at all. I didn't remember any lines, <laughs> but I remember these cans because they had crushable cans. Crushable cans. And they were so cool. We had them yep. on set and we all got to do it. Like, I remember <laughs> it was like the best because they, they looked real but you yeah. could crush them you know it's like made out of some kind of plastic or fake aluminum or whatever so you could crush mm-hmm. them so i remember doing this constantly and thinking it was the coolest thing in fact i think they let me keep one i don't have it anymore oh, really? but i feel like i used to have one of these crushable cans to be able to do that uh, yeah there was so like cool. special made it's i mean so once cool. you used it did you were you able to pop it back out and yeah use it yeah again? it like didn't it look as good yeah. but you could right. pop it back out yeah yeah, yeah. They, wow, they, and this cool. was this joke was also recycled because we do this later and I, I slam the can against my head and knock myself unconscious when you go to fight. Don't you remember? Well, you probably right. remember. No, I don't remember. In the, in the scene where you and I fight in like season seven, we do the again, the wrestling scene. Right. It starts with you showing how tough you are by grabbing a can and sla- smashing it against your head. I think that's that's the episode when I have a broken elbow. 
I broke my elbow in real life during that week. I think that sounds about right. And then I grab it and I hit my... And so it's literally (laughs) the same joke from this episode we do again (sighs) down the line. That's so funny. I thought it was funny. He was like, I'm going to recycle it. I was like, oh, like this joke. Oh, that's But I don't remember what kind of can would Ben have been using to smack into his head. It must have been fake, right? What it is was because I used the same one. It was like a um, foam kind of can that was rigid, but it was soft. So it was like you could hit it into your head and it wouldn't, it wasn't like slamming slamming metal into your head. It's so painful. It does. No, it still hurt. It still hurt. (laughs) Yeah. I can picture, I could picture that bottom. I know exactly what the bottom feels like. And I was like, that still kind of hurts when you hit it it to your head. You don't want to do that a bunch of times. Several ouchy moments in this episode we'll get into later because there was, there was some there was some pain involved was, in this. But I it was know so I can't wait. It. It you actually great. you are the only one who really gets to like wrestle wrestle. Oh, it was fun. It's really cool. So Corey says he's going to recycle the can. The other guys crush theirs on their foreheads. Corey tries to do it too, but fails at crushing the can and excuses himself in pain and says he's going to go see the white lights. He walks over to Sean, who asks Corey why he's doing this to himself, and he says to put cool stuff in the yearbook, and the jacket is a babe magnet. You also missed one of my favorite jokes. I, it's so stupid, but it made me laugh where Ben just says, Pat, I'd like to solve the puzzle. I know, yeah. <laughs> Pat, <laughs> so like to it. solve the puzzle. I'd like to solve the puzzle. <laughs> Candy comes over and crushes two cans on her forehead at the same time, and Sean says, let's get out of here before she reloads. And this is basically your entire role in the in, in the show writer is just to to be there to look confused and to say what are you doing you and do let's it. get out of here. You played let's confused here, beautifully. Let's go over here. <laughs> Come on, Corey, let's go over here. What's happening now? No, don't I encourage him something about wrestling later or fighting? I don't know. I yeah, no, my I'm just just I'm just there. You're there. It is. They're this like, is kind of this is, like this episode. Yeah. This is writers just here in this one. And you did. You played confused beautifully. Yeah, it was very good. (laughs) And so then we're in Mr. Feeney's classroom. Mr. Feeney is teaching a lesson on Richard Nixon and his trip to China. And then a masseuse walks into class with a bed and Griff lays down in the middle of the lesson. So funny. Great joke. And explains he's getting a massage because Feeney has been getting mad at him for cutting class. And then Adam says, I've got a really bad knot here. And it's just... It, the whole thing is funny. It's, it's a great good. visual good. gag. It's Did just a funny concept. Notice Adam's wallet chain. Very nineties. No. Oh, I love it's the a coolest wallet, chain. wallet. Like, do you remember wallet chains? Like, of course. Do I? Yeah. yeah, of course. He's got like a cool. really cool, thick, heavy wallet chain. And then I thought it was going to come back later when he pulls up the keys because he pulls yeah. up Jander Bud's keys, but it doesn't. Oh, it was wow. just like his wardrobe, you know. And I was like, wow, I remember. I used to have a chain, not for my wallet, but for my pager. So I used to put a pager with a chain into my Man, that's pocket. so that's cool. One of the Rider strong, 90s heartthrob. Pager on a chain. Red pager on a chain. Dark red pager on a chain. Yes. So cool. So Mr. Feeney, fed up with Griff, pushes the bed out into the hallway and says he is sick of Griff's antics. Griff asks if Mr. Feeney is going to crack his back. And Feeney says, <laughs> don't tempt me. And in this moment is when I realized... Wait a minute. Feeney's teaching in Turner's classroom? Yes. Is he? No. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He it's walks facing in... the other way? No, it's not. No. No, he, they just changed the seats around. Yeah. He's teaching same door. in that classroom. Oh, right. Because Turner's... the door is to the right of the... Yeah. yeah. Whereas when we've seen Feeney's classroom before, the door's on the other side. Yeah. 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 And we saved ourselves a swing set. That's yeah, all us. Saved ourselves a, sing, a swing set, but like, wow. <laughs> okay. We had to build a gymnasium this week, guys. I know. Yep. You're right. Yeah, we did have And do you yep, remember where right. the gym was? It was in the back. Behind, Way it was back. a second row behind yep. the main stage. Yeah. I do remember that. Yes. That's so funny. 
This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve forcing me to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard? Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. So Joey and Frankie bring lobsters in for Griff. Feeney sends Griff to his office and Joey and Frankie try to follow him, but Feeney stops them and asks if they have their own lives. Frankie says no. Feeney asks what would happen if Griff gets expelled. And Joey says that'll never happen. And Griff says it could happen. I love that. 
Just Griff, right. like, no, that could happen. Like, he's no, obviously been expelled happen. before. He's like, no, yeah, yeah, no, that could happen. That's the first thing I thought of was the way he arrived here is because he had been expelled <laughs> yep. from somewhere else. Um, so Joey is really scared that he'd have to find his own life, especially because he says, all the good lives are taken. And I was like, deep, man. I like it. And then Griff goes off to Feeney's office and Feeney goes back to his classroom and this leaves Joey and Frankie I mean, so, alone. Okay, so, so this is a moment. Like, think about the dynamics of this scene. Yeah. Who is from our regular cat? Like, there's no Corey. There's right. no Eric. Just Feeney. There's no sh- It's just Feeney. Yeah. And Feeney's dealing with students who didn't exist last season. It's such right. a departure. Like, this whole episode just feels like, it just feels like the, the most second season of Boy Meets World ever. You know what I mean? Like if you watch the first episode of the second season and this episode, you would be like, what is this show about? Right. What is happening? It has that same sort of manic like energy and like, let's just write for these characters, which is fine. It's just very one off. It's an out of body boy meets world. It's what it's what it is. Yeah. Well, I think if you're looking for ways in the school to create, again, stakes, if you look at all Mm -hmm. of the episodes are about what stakes can our lead characters be in that feel like elevated from stuff we did in season one. Well, how do we get them into those scenarios without it always being Sean blowing up a mailbox or Sean doing something like that? You you have these characters that are there to support the main cast but in order to get those stakes up we need to focus on them for a second now we have a whole show and now let's throw our main characters into it and see how they get themselves out but when the setup is happening it does feel like what show is this yeah totally it's a completely different show so uh joey and frankie are now alone asking what to do next and frankie says he's gonna get some butter for these live lobsters and they and said then, they kept trying to do I said what I said. I said this is I now said. the second yeah. or third yeah. time where that's said. like giving him a catchphrase. Yep. Yeah. I said yep. what I said. Yep. They've got a catchphrase now. So now we're in Chubby's and Topanga goes up to Corey and Candy after he didn't meet up with her in the calf. Did you guys catch that? No. I, I was like, what? I rewound it three times. Calf. She comes up. She goes, Corey, you're supposed to meet me in the calf. Corey, you didn't meet me in the calf. And I was like, am I shortening cafeteria to calf? Yes. Writer's going to hate this. Yes. Hate Not it. even cafe. It's what I'm saying. Calf. It's the calf. Oh, God. Some EVOO on your avo in the calf. Love yeah. that. Ooh, some <laughs> Ooh, delish. in my avo. Oh, it's delish. <laughs> oh, Jensen Carp, producer and husband of this podcast, just said, we called it the calf in school. Ugh. We did Ugh. at ca- by, and by we you mean you called it the calf in school? <laughs> yeah. I did not call it the calf. The calf. Oh, he said a lot of us. A lot of us called it the calf. Wow. The half calf right. decaf with a twist of lemon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was an LA story. LA story. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a restaurant in the uh Seattle airport called Delish Dish. Oh, no. oh it hurts my soul. Oh. I was like, I can't eat here. I can't. No. I can't. I can't. It was the best. I don't care if it's five Michelin stars. I'm not eating here. Ugh, delish dish. Ugh. Okay. Well, Corey pulls out a sheet with everything she needs to know about Corey the Corey Matthews. He says he knows the nickname needs a little work. <laughs> Topanga reads his note, which explains his greatest accomplishment was making the wrestling team. His fondest memory was meeting Candy. And his quote was, raw? <laughs> and Corey explains it's raw, like a tough guy. And Funny. Candy says, good boy, like she's dealing with a rabid dog. And Topanga says, goodbye. Get more hey. sassy. Get more sassy. 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 I'm telling you. And then she walks away and she goes over to the Chubby's bar counter where Sean is standing. I remember this scene. Do you remember this scene, Danielle? 
for some no. reason this i don't know maybe <laughs> i know we have talked to each other a couple of times yeah but this oh, was dear. like i feel like this was a, a a moment where we got to work together that i remember doing i don't know why wow. like yeah i was i was i was like oh this is a nice moment uh, she's gonna grab my collar like i knew what was gonna happen wow so for whatever reason this like lodged in All my brain sudden, as like a moment yeah. you remembered me as being a part of the show you yeah, were like this person where did you get here danielle yeah. that's great hey danielle welcome <laughs> Uh, well, the so, only other time we talked to each other was like that awkward oh, during dear. the finals episode where it was just like, yeah. you know, and then the beginning of the season. Film strip day. Oh, dear. Oh, fil- film strip day. How could you forget? <laughs> film strip day. Oh, dear. It's either that or <laughs> summer was very good to good. you. Yeah. 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 That's it. We don't talk for the entire season. Oh, my gosh. So Topanga asks Sean where she thinks Corey, uh, where he thinks Corey will be in 10 years. And Sean says, you mean me, right? And then Sean realizes, whoa, you like Corey. Topanga denies thinking about Corey and liking him. And she says, if you say that again, I will kill you. Even though Topanga has admitted at least twice that she has feelings for Corey. But not to, to Sean, right? Corey. But to Corey. To Corey. So, like, why would I care that, why, it just seems a little bit odd, right? I guess maybe don't make a big deal you're, about it. You're afraid that people will talk about it or, you know. Okay. I don't know. That, but I it's guess also totally. This. But this they is rewrite the, only, this. the only scene I like in the show. Don't take it away. But they rewrite this, the, the history so much where later it was just, it's one of those things where I was kind of going, wait, so Corey didn't pursue her at all in the beginning and she's the one who, because later it's like, we're supposed to be together. I've loved you since birth. I'm stalking you. And it was like, yikes. (laughs) And so it's just, when I was watching this, I assumed it was going to be like, it was going to grow organically. It's going to, it wasn't, you know, Corey's off with other women and Topanga's like borderline jealous. And then she, yes, I like you. And I didn't remember this stuff at all. I think maybe, maybe the reason I like this is that for the first time, Sean is involved in right. yeah. and invested in Corey and Topanga. And I, yeah. I think that's a nice dynamic. Like, obviously, that becomes a huge dynamic of the show. Right. But this is probably the first time that Sean has ever acknowledged that Corey likes Topanga, right? That's never happened. Yes, 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 yes. It is definitely the first time that you've realized. Well, I guess in the first episode in Corey's Alternative Friends, you think what she came over with cookies because you're the right. one who sets that whole thing up she's got right. a crush on you man and it makes him paranoid right. and you're like oh man she's gonna she's gonna you know like, no that's not Corey's alternative oh, you're right. that's, that's when the- that's when Topanga has a crush on Eric right yeah and so I'm I at that at that Sean is goading Corey yes okay. oh she likes you she's got a major uh, thing for you look it says Mrs. Matthews all over right. the yeah okay. and so you think about it then but this is really the first time you're in on it since it's been a reality where it's right. been that Topanga really does like Corey and I guess I like that Topanga has admitted it to Corey like kind you know in a cutesy Privately. way during right. Ben has finals week right um where but I also like, like that Sean doesn't run to Corey and say she like no. he like actually keeps it as a yeah it's thing a little bit like a thing between them like yeah, they now have their own friendship right. yeah but there's also yeah. there's no way in heh since I'm I'm now abbreviating everything right. um, that <laughs> Co- there's that that Sean and Corey did not talk about the fact that first they kissed up against the lockers then they made out during Who's Afraid of Corey, Corey Wolf. Wolf so at this point he's got to know that his best friend has already made out with this girl a couple times 
Hmm. So that also didn't make, it's not, they wouldn't have the conversation, how do you feel about her? Oh, well, I kind of like her. Yeah, you've obviously made out with her a couple times. I mean, it's like, but we it just gets really muddled. talked about how Corey feels about Topanga. This That's is That's what Sean I mean. I thought it was the two oh, of them together. Someone has a crush on my friend. It's, right. it's strange. It's, it's very muddled in the beginning. Well, I don't think I they think, knew what they were doing yet. I think what we're going to realize, especially as we go into season three, is that what we're witnessing is the slow serialization of Boy Meets World, right? Yeah. Like, we yeah, weren't yeah. a serialized show until probably third or fourth season and then right. we kind of become a, like by the end of season seven we're a fully serialized show yeah, right yeah, like yeah, yeah. we yeah. have storylines that go back and have all yeah. that and that yeah. was like a rare thing and it's part of the reason why boy meets world is so popular is that it, it introduced serialization in a way like over time right. and, and became increasingly more you know soap operatic or right. however you want to call it where you have those storylines that continue from episode to episode and i think that that's what we're watching and, and it's it's probably clumsy at first but do you remember, do either of you remember the, because I remember the exact moment that Corey and Topanga become Corey and Topanga. Do either of you off the top of your head remember Wait, the exact moment? We already done it. No. no. No, 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 no. I mean when they're like now together as Corey and Topanga. No, no recollection. I remember the exact. Is it season three? Season three. Yeah. And it's okay. the Brittany Murphy episode, and it's Danielle going, you little badger, with that accent, and grabbing Ben and what? kissing him, and that's when they become Corey and Topanga. I don't know why it's what? in my head. Maybe it's because it's Brittany. Badger? Okay. Yeah, because she's always, you know, Brittany's got that <laughs> kind of like, oh, you little yeah. badger. And t- so Danielle does the same thing and puts the voice on, and Corey wow. and Topanga kiss, and they're like together. I think together. Like the beginning of season three, because I feel like Brittany was so. in the first couple We're episodes. We're almost of- there. We're almost wow. there. So that's, that's I re- distinctly remember that, yeah. And I think so, it's probably because of Brittany. Corey and the wrestling team are play fighting nearby and Mr. Turner tries to break it up and asks Corey, which one of these goons threw the first punch? And Corey says, this goon. This goon. I, I could tell Ben is having so much fun this episode. He's having a blast. Oh, yeah. He's guys, having like, so much fun. Yeah. Totally. His, like he loves being able to do these like sounds and like, yes. I mean, just like even jumping around with these guys at this moment, I'm just looking at it going, that is Ben having so much fun. Exactly. He's, so He's much being fun. little Adam Sandler in this, who he oh, loved yeah. at the time. Totally. It's that same kind of like, oh, 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 and like, yeah. yeah, oh, he's having so much fun. <laughs> well, yeah. you figure that the character is, is neurotic and always feels like, oh, so how often does he ever get to play? and like yeah. really like externalize the, it. externalizing yeah. confidence and right. losing like oh, <laughs> yeah. ah, ah. you right. know his they the antithesis to who his character yeah. is so yep. it's it is it's super fun uh cory tells mr turner he's actually on the team and they were just horsing around because it's what jocks do turner hopes he's not a rare blood type i thought this little runner of a joke was very yeah. was very yeah. cute Corey sidebars away from his teammates and tells Turner he never has to fight. He's the only one in his weight class. Then suddenly one of the one of the jocks comes over and says Corey has to fight. Corey tells Turner he is a B negative. And Turner says a universal recipient that should come in handy. So wait, the joke is because a B negative is the rarest blood type. The joke is you usually get. O positive, right? So that's that's what he means by the universe. I'm sorry, I'm getting sciency on it, but because I, 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 I can never remember things about blood type, but I think I know. if he's a universal recipient, he can take any blood because he's right. AB. Because I, well, I think he'd have to because AB negative is the rarest blood type on the planet. So I know this from Mash. They can never, they never have AB neg. <laughs> I know so, you. I know you. That negative can't be universal because if you have negative blood, you can only take negative. Whereas right. I think if you're positive, you can take either. So right. yeah. So that's why. I, and either. And I'm. I'm so sure we'll get a ton of emails. O negative or O positive is uni- is a universal donor. Donor, correct. Right. But AB negative is actually the rarest blood type you have. So but you can right. take so, any type of blood. 
I, I don't I, think I, so. I didn't think so. That has to be the so. point of the joke, right? Because the that's why I don't know if the joke works. And somebody will tell us, will explain it to us if it does, but I'm not sure it actually makes sense. Nurses and doctors, calling all nurses and doctors. I know, exactly. I should Google it now. But I do think that the joke was he's the least likely to be able to receive blood. And so his whole point is he's saying he's a universal recipient, but that's not true. And the joke is that should come in handy. Like actually it's terrible news, which is okay. why I think you're saying the joke doesn't work. I just, I might just not be understanding it is, is possibly what it is. I, I don't know. Well, I think what we've definitely come to is that blood type jokes are maybe not <laughs> maybe a little too sophisticated. Maybe not <laughs> all, like a, like an a plus home run. No, I always go with hemoglobin. I thought it was right funny though like like you said Danielle I thought what's nice about it was like as opposed to so many of the jokes in this episode like well at least I won't have to fight next line you gotta fight Matthews like this one is okay. buried it takes a little delay it's not a couplet it's like extended over time which I appreciate but yeah so less than 4% of the US population has has AB positive blood AB positive blood type is known as the universal recipient because AB positive patients can receive blood cells from all types of blood. Okay, then, so AB negative. Right, yeah. so what is AB negative? <laughs> why, why would they Is there say? such a thing as AB negative? There is, of course. Yeah. Yeah, because one of the lines are mash. If I go hand out AB neg to one of our... Yeah, I can do the whole thing. So, yes, it's, it's, it's very rare... All yeah. right. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. We'll have to figure it out. Send all your emails to Daniel Fishel personally. Oh, no. Oh, negative blood is considered the universal blood That's- donor type because it is compatible with A, A, B, B, and O positive blood. Okay. okay I'm an O positive, okay. I believe. So am I. Well, so I'm you're a universal O-positive. donor? No, I'm no, O positive. I'm O positive as o well. O negative See, is universal. Is well, All right. uh, blood, anyway, blood type jokes, blood yes. type jokes, please, if you're a nurse and you know, or a doctor and you know the answer to this, please let us know because because now we know AB positive is the universal. Is the universe, yeah, which is why I didn't uh, get the joke. So we'll figure I, know, it out. Right. I thought I got it and I did like it. I laughed at it. But then when you look it up, I don't get it. <laughs> This is the, exactly. You know what? You don't dig too deep, guys. That's don't dig too deep. Just, Just take the laugh and move on. <laughs> and move we on. laughed. It was funny. I, that means I like it. I I'm, wanted I'm to going. know. Okay. I wanted to know. Jock says he needs to earn the jacket, and someone else signed up in jock. Corey's We're weight just class. Just Jock. 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 Frank Tall, blonde jock. Tall blonde Jock. <laughs> Frankie walks up, terrifying Corey, but Griff appears and says, no, it's not Frankie who joined the wrestling team. Joey the Rat reveals himself as the new team member and says, I'm going to carve a niche right in your stinking head. And then oh, he says, so nice jacket, and he giggles, and he makes cute little rat faces and a rat noise. And now we know. Why they call him the rat? How how like was it as bizarre to you guys that they are the same size? Like yes. yeah, it was when kind of shocking were, to me. I know when they because I mean, the second ben they really revealed grew. it, I was like, oh, of course. And then I was right. like, Ben and Blake are the exact, exact same I size. Know. And yeah. I just I I don't know what. Maybe it's just because Blake is older, but I also think the way that we've blocked him. Mm-hmm. he's always upstage like he's always on right. the upper level or i don't know something about the blocking has just always made him seem bigger than ben so but i so also bizarre. think ben has grown significantly right. over the okay. course of season two, season yeah. two and right. so we're now at the end of season two and ben has probably grown two to three inches and they're now supposed he's to eye both to eye. be wrestling 108 yeah they're both supposed to be 108 pounds well, that's tiny tiny Blake is yeah. 
tiny. And like I didn't realize. I mean, until you see him in that wrestling outfit, I was like, oh my gosh, for yeah. whatever. He was 19, 20. Yeah. yeah. But like thin and like yeah. small. It was small, like, wow. but 108 pounds. That way at all before this episode. It never occurred to me. And you would think you you would think it would register how small he is because he's constantly next, next to, to, Ethan. To, to Ethan. But yeah. it doesn't. It's still shot. You get him and you're like, oh, yeah, he I and think Corey it's are the again, same size. The baggy clothes. You know, they've done so many yeah. baggy clothes. You just assume everybody's a little, you know, older or bigger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while... Authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You're right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. 
Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. Well, then we're in the school gym. Corey is impressively jumping rope, trying to train. Sean <laughs> enters in the famous Atlas shirt. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, that's impressive. Corey reveals the jump rope is split in two. Great joke. Great joke. <laughs> that's a great Absolutely joke. Absolutely great. <laughs> Sean asks if Corey knows what he's doing, taking on Joey. And Corey says, yes, because he's not taking me seriously. I bet he's not even training. And just then, Joey and Frankie walk in. You here to watch the enemy train, Joey asks, forcing Corey to ask why he's wrong about everything in life, which I thought this was also a very funny, like, Corey setup for basically the rest of Boy Meets World, which is just like, no matter what I think, I'm going to be wrong. Corey is wrong about everything. Yep. Joey starts to get mad at Corey, saying this is a closed door session. Maybe he'll just take out his elf and duck face right now. I I cannot get enough, Blake. I want... (laughs) He's brilliant. I want so much Blake. We missed. I, I feel like I missed all of this when the show was on and when we were actually working together because totally. they, they were so good. So great. Yeah. Frankie pulls him away to calm him down and he starts to teach Joey a lesson. And then lesson one is balance. And they do the karate kid crane pose at each other trying to stay upright. And then a wrestling tactic he learned in Japan last summer, which is Basically, uh, sumo, sumo wrestling, wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, which is a nice little foreshadowing for Vader coming up yep. later, you know, because you, you kind of think, like, wait a minute, what were you doing yeah. in Japan? Yep. But it yep. all makes Thought sense later. Thing. Joey runs at Frankie twice, and both times he just bounces off of him, falls to the ground. Just as Corey says, there's a little voice in his head that says he can beat Joey. Joey runs at Frankie full speed and successfully drop kicks him onto the floor. Right, Corey let's says, just take there's a moment. I mean, I mean, there's been a lot of Blake appreciation, but he yeah. is so good at these stunts. I He's know. great. Like they're doing these stunts. They, they have two of them. You like his hits, hitting, yeah. hitting, real. and then slamming yeah. onto the ground are yeah. so good. And then I he know. jumps up in the air with two. He feet. does a double kick. Yes. Yeah, full on double flying great kick. It's great. Work. You can't ask actors to do this all the time. Like no. a lot of actors can't, especially comedic actors, wouldn't be able to just. But he does it. He's so good. Yeah. It was yeah, great. he's so great. I wonder if I would have liked to have asked him if he remembers, like, if he remembers doing those and like what it was like working with yeah, the stunts. Because because I, I didn't remember this episode existed. I didn't so. either. Yeah, I know. So Corey then says, "There's another voice now that says, ow, ow, ow.'" And then we're in the Matthews kitchen. Corey walks downstairs and Alan is so happy to see his son, Corey the Corey. Amy asks if Alan is really going to let Corey go through with this. And Corey says, Mom, I'm not a little boy anymore. Amy agrees and says, if you really want to walk out that door and wrestle, I'm okay with it. She's just going to go upstairs and look at her baby book and cry. And then she leaves the room and Corey and Alan look at each other and say, chicks, chicks. Chicks. There's a 90s joke for you. Chicks. Chicks. (laughs) Alan made Corey a protein shake and says he used to drink it when he boxed in the Navy. It has 12 eggs, wheatgrass, soy, goat's milk, and a little bit of Tabasco. And then Eric runs down toward the door, but Alan says he needs to eat something. So Eric turns around and chugs the protein shake. Eric runs out yelling, make way. And we hear Mr. Feeney yell, not on my azaleas, man. Now, do you, uh, do you remember? Oh, yeah, hold on. A couple of things. About go this. ahead. First yeah. of all, I think the, I mean, the drink could have been grosser. 
right? Yeah, like totally. the description of the drink, it was a little like, I actually went back because when you gave your reaction, which was great, yeah. I was like, well, what was so gross about this? And I was like, yeah, well, right, actually, right. it kind of sounds true. It would have been better if it was like, I don't know what, like pancake yeah. batter and right. bananas and I just like- They put yeah, the, some weirdness stuff. Yeah, and then just, just a, a Tabasco, like- Two just a shots bit of duck fat. Like, you know, something you go, where, yes. yeah, something like that where One it's like- One little Ugh. over the top thing. I mean, right. I do think the idea of raw eggs and wheatgrass- Sounds that's kind of normal nowadays. Pretty like nasty. A lot of juice bars to people. Yeah, that, that. yeah. Well, yeah. People take wheatgrass shots, but right. the idea of like an egg yolk with wheatgrass. I mean, I, I, I do Very think rocky. they could have. It could have helped for there to be one, one super upper gross level thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, super yeah. gross thing. Yeah. I also juice. love the like. Yeah. We don't really know where you're going, right? Why or why you're in a hurry? This is just for this joke, right? Absolutely. And it's also the joke doesn't land because when I run out yelling, "Make way!" crickets there well, was nothing i'll tell you exactly the why the joke the joke is that he's going to throw up i'm gonna puke it up but oh. what what doesn't work is that make way also seems like because you're in a hurry right so right, right, it, right when i it was only after not on my azaleas that i went oh because I, oh, what i first thought up. happened is you ran over his azaleas and then i was like oh wait no he's throwing up in his azaleas and that's what make way was about so yeah it just didn't work do you exactly. guys rem- remember the line, the Azalea's line, though? Because Ben used no. to say this for years. No. This was one of our go-to lines. Not on my Azalea's, man. <laughs> oh, like, really? I, that, doesn't this sound familiar? This, <laughs> yes. Ben used to say it all the time. He would be like, my Azalea's, man. <gasps> my Azalea's. The second I heard it, I was like, oh, I remember this. Oh, and it was geez, an off-camera no. line. But this was one that got repeated by us a lot, or at least by so Ben a lot. Funny. You're right, though. The shake should have been grosser. And what yeah. would have been funny to to get the same joke of the throwing up would have been running downstairs. I'm in a rush. I'm in a rush. Chugging the, sh- the shake, which is now twice as nasty, and then yep. running back upstairs. Yes, like yeah. that would yes. have been funnier. Yeah, that would get Feenies. You'd miss you'd miss Feenies, but change the whole thing. You're just walking out. You see the shake. Oh, thanks, Dad. You made me breakfast. Down it, and then walk out, and then even if they kept it all the same, make way, not on my azaleas. Then we would have then understood made, that yep. the make way wasn't about you running. It was yep. about vomit. I get anyway, it. Anyway, listen. I get it. Blood jokes, vomit jokes. Check, check. We hit them both. Check. We hit them both in this We're one. Getting there. I still like the episode. Okay, <laughs> I love it. So, we're in the school gym. Corey and Joey are ready to face off in their wrestling match. Sean tells him that Joey trained with Frankie, an unmovable object. His advice would be, move. And this turns out to be incredible advice. Great advice. The match begins, and Joey sprints at Corey, but he moves out of the way. Then, Joey asks Frankie if moving is, is allowed in the rules. But as he walks back to the mat, Corey pulls Joey to the ground by the wrist and the back of his leg, and he pins him. Corey wins the match just like mm. that. And with actual wrestling, like Corey yeah. can wrestle. I know. It wasn't a random thing. It was like he first went for the ankle. He went for the takedown, the ankle and the wrist, gets him down, instantly goes for the pin. And gets side control. Yep. Yes. It's like he like he knew what he was doing. I was like, oh, they made Corey. Like this should have been a storyline where it Corey can actually cool. wrestle. Yeah. Corey stands up and he wins the jacket. And then he says, yep, he beat him by the rules, fair and square. Joey wants a rematch, unfair and unsquare, after hours, mano a rato. <laughs> so cute. Corey says he won. He doesn't have to prove anything. Joey says Corey is proving himself to be yellow and he probably bleeds lemonade. And then he's held back by Frankie calling Corey yellow. And then we transition kind of awkwardly, I'm going to say. There's a, a little bit of an yeah. awkward transition was, into a, a small montage. Yeah, feeling. and I felt like there is something in this montage that feels like 
even Blake wasn't committed. No. There's something that feels a little like no one likes this Agreed. joke. Yeah. No. No it's just does. a Taj now. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to. Uh, right. It's not a montage. It's right, a just taj. a Taj. Just a yeah. Taj. Just a little Taj where Joey continues to say yellow everywhere Corey goes. It's Chubby's calling him on the school's payphone, hiding in his locker, hiding can, in a trash can. Can we talk very briefly? Sorry to once again be the voice of the guy who's pointing out stuff that makes no sense whatsoever yeah. because I really, again, love this episode. How do you accept a collect call on a payphone? I don't know. I thought that too. I also thought the timing was just a little bit off, which is probably why the whole Taj doesn't work. I feel like the timing for all of it, dare I say, I feel like it was poorly directed. Mm. This Taj, like, yeah, it feels off. It feels it so, was off. Super it was off and weird. I also wonder, and you're right. Blake I, I didn't think, commit. It seemed like because it wasn't. He didn't. No one well, liked time, it. Like, really, some of the timing was weird. Like the way weird. Corey and Candy are standing at Chubby's counter. It feels like maybe they could have sold the bit of like, where is he? Like they were waiting. For, and even the way he popped up didn't feel like enough of a surprise. No. Then the way um, the payphone. He walks out of the bathroom and the payphone is already ringing. Whereas I think it could have been if he walked out and the payphone wasn't ringing and as he passed it it started to ring and he turned around startled even that would have helped it a little bit even with the joke of the collecting yeah. accepting a collect call on the payphone didn't work and then the way um ben was blocked opening up the locker how he was doing it like this specifically for blocking purposes as opposed to like he really was going to get into the locker everything felt like it was we all knew exactly what was going to happen i just feel like it, it wasn't a great montage it could have been better I and i think it could have been funnier there's something about the word yellow that doesn't work. Right. It doesn't feel, it doesn't land as an insult. Like right. there's better word. I don't, you know, like coward even. Yeah. Coward. You know, I don't yeah. know. There's something that would have landed harder. Something about the word, the word yeah. yellow. And yellow. it doesn't, You're it's right. not one of the, you know, you should have called him a dip. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Our favorite. Nice. No, if you they want to dip. No, like if you just said anything that like, right. sort of landed a little hard. It's something about yellow. And I mean, like, I don't know, calling somebody, yeah, calling somebody a coward feels better and stronger. Something yeah. like yellow. Well, they wanted to go, weird. it's weird. They wanted to go cowboy, but they didn't go full cowboy because cowboy wasn't yellow. It was yellow. You're yellow. So if you said well, it like that, exactly you're yellow. Yes. And by the way, that's funny with Joey's little accent that exactly. he has. Exactly. If they had given him yellow, you're yellow, 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 or, or yellow, even wimpy. Yeah. Anyway, yellow I think we better. I think we can all agree yellow. that this there's something about this time. Yellow thriller that and filler. Yeah. Could have been a little tighter, a little funnier, a little Agreed. something. Agreed. Um Okay. So then we're in the school hallway. Corey finally tells Joey to just leave him alone. And then he says, if he wants Joey to leave him alone, he should just pound the creep. And Candy asks, are you a jock or not? And Corey says, okay, if you want me, you got me. And then he says, uh, Joey says, midnight at the abandoned warehouse on 7th. Corey says, no, 4 p.m., Feeney's backyard. Joey says, no, 8 o'clock at the abandoned shipyard by the pier. Corey says, no, dinner time, my kitchen. Joey says, is it abandoned? Which is <laughs> great such joke. a funny God, little so run. Funny. Is it abandoned? Is it abandoned? I love how Corey keeps trying to bring it closer to his house. Right. So basically, <laughs> he's going to end in up the in kitchen. his room. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Earlier, earlier and closer earlier to your house. Exactly. That's like all of us when trying to make dinner plans. How about, how about 5 p.m. my house? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. So funny. Okay. <laughs> Just then, Griff walks up and says they will fight on neutral territory, the school gym tomorrow night. When Corey says he doesn't have keys, Griff holds them up and says, neither does Janitor Bud. Hey, and we he's great. get a 
little janitor bud call back and Griff ties this all together perfectly. Then we're in the locker room. Corey asks Sean why he agreed to fight Joey. He tells Sean if Joey wants the stupid jacket, then he can have it. He's just going to back out of the fight. And as he says, as he walks into the gym, it's not like it's the entire school in front of the entire school. Set up, set up. I love that. But I love it because it's so blatant. Like it's yeah. but that's so what we this blatant. whole episode is that way. It's like it's literally great, set up and then the next line is Because it's him just going, come on, you, I'm wrong about everything. Right. I mean, it's just right. the great no. setup. It's a little like an optical flip. Exactly. Which, I was waiting for that. I was yeah. waiting for the optical it's a, flip. It's a bit of an optical flip without yep. the actual optical flip, but it, that yep. is what's going on. Corey and Sean walk into the gym and we see the entire school is waiting to watch the fight. See the uh, wrong about everything, Corey complains. Corey is about to bail, but Griff stops him. Griff says a lot of favors were called in, so Corey can't back out. And then Robert Goulet comes out and sings the national anthem. Corey tries to leave again, but he's grabbed by Griff. And then Corey and Joey get into the boxing ring and are introduced by Robert Goulet. Robert Goulet then announces some VIPs who are attending, including Baywatch's Yasmeen Bleeth. You both you both saw her, right? You both saw her on film. I definitely saw her. She's there. Okay, so she was on Boy Meets World. And (laughs) okay, just making sure. Now, do you either one of you guys remember Robert Goulet? I just remember. I just remember the chaos of this day. This was so hectic and there was so much going on and no i felt like completely out of control because we had so many guest stars so many big, yeah and they just kept coming and it just I kept know. i think it kept changing throughout the week too like i feel like yasmine bleeth might have been added the day of and like it kept i just remember this don't you will like it was complete yeah it, i remember it being crazy but to me i was so focused on actually getting to wrestle vader that that was kind of all that was in right. my head was well just i think that was part stuff. of the chaos too is that there was physical comedy yeah. so everybody had like you know there were stunts involved and things that yeah. had to be done and it was just it, i remember being super overwhelmed but and daniel know, do you remember I'm, robert goulet it seems like i you wasn't a, in the scene yeah. Oh, I didn't know if you remembered a story, though. You made it set up like, do you remember Robert Goulet? Okay. No, I wasn't in the scene, which is another one of those weird things where it's like they Why paid the me school? for the episode. Topanga is completely obsessed with Corey and what's going to go on with Corey's life. And yet she doesn't go she's not to there. She's yeah. not there. I, I, you know, were you I that? Know. Were you not there at all? You weren't there even as an extra in the background. You weren't like no, you weren't in the scene. I don't, okay. No, I'm not in okay. the scene. Not that I noticed. Okay. So I, I don't and I don't have any memory of any of this. We could cram Yasmin Bleed. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And uh, Vader, but no Topanga. No, I didn't remember any of this either. And there was little moments of like, I'm sitting next to Yasmin Bleeth and I go sit next to her and we have like this little side eye look to each other. I don't remember any of that. Well, neither does she. Well, yeah, I know. But I know I was on Boy Meets World. Right. Okay. I have proof. Where have you heard that she said she did? I forget where it was. It was some interview where then somebody was hit me up. This is a while ago where it was like, you know, Yasmin Bleeth claimed she was never on Boy Meets World. It's like, well. But she was because we just literally doesn't know it. the name of the show. Like that's yeah. possible. Certainly, I mean, she was there for probably like three hours. Like it was the thing with the wrestling. Yeah. She might be like, oh yeah, yeah. She was yeah, there for maybe. three hours yeah. one day. You know, at the height of her career. So yeah, who knows? But um, so. She was there. She comes in, she's wearing an evening gown, blowing kisses to the crowd, and then she spots and glares at Griff and asks him how on earth he got her to do this. Then he grabs her and kisses her. She is clearly ensorcelled. She's ensorcelled. She's ensorcelled by the kid in high school. Yeah. <laughs> Let's point that out. Ensorcelled right. by the 17 year old in high school. Right. right. I'm seeing. I'm seeing you she, both putting this together right now. She was on Baywatch, so she yeah. was a working she adult. Is. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, she giggles because she's ensorcelled. And then Sean nearby yells, help, I'm drowning. And Yasmin turns and says, what? Which I thought was actually a very funny read. And Sean admits it was worth a shot. And then you were Robert- really playing to your strength here, though, Ryder, because you were a huge Baywatch fan. fan. Yeah, in real life. Memory serves. Mm-hmm. You really, really followed the story, and this yeah. was yeah, right in your real house. I saying this joke, obviously. Yeah. You can just see it on my face. I'm so <laughs> I can see the commitment. Yeah, I'm drowning. <laughs> you did not seem to commit to a lot in this episode. If, uh, there were, yeah. There's moments in the background where you are just kind of sitting there, and it's clearly you going, what the f*** is happening right now? Right. What yeah. am I doing? Why am I yeah. on the show? Yeah. 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 Yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I kind of love it. I kind of oh, love it. So funny. <laughs> Robert Goulet then announces Frankie's dad, eleven-time heavyweight world champion Vader, who comes in so feral. He looks like he's going to attack an audience member. He's hitting the balloons. He was great. I mean, so is this the way that he spoke like all the time when he was yeah. in characters? Maybe? Yeah. Yes, as a heel, so good. But I just forgot how good. Like he was great. He just I mean, brought incredible. so much energy. And oh. let me tell you that as a director now on children's programming, if I were directing a show and we had in the script all week a wrestler, a wrestler, and he comes out, and I would be thinking, okay, I wonder how we're gonna, what are we gonna get here? And then Vader came out like this, I would be like. This is this is yeah. this sa- this is slam dunk. This yeah. saves the entire show. All you show. do is cut to Feeney opposite him, and you have a laugh. You like have just a- Bill Daniels standing opposite this guy, making those faces and being this energetic. Yes, you you have a. By win. the way, any character, even yeah, Corey, right. when he comes up and he's like, huh, 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 and he goes, "I'm sorry, sir, I didn't get I your did, name. I didn't get your name." <laughs> it doesn't matter what you put up against no, Vader. Okay. He's unbelievable. I mean, truly. it also shows. How committed and good professional wrestlers are. I know. Really good professional wrestlers. They can turn it on and they are going to be like that until the last fan leaves the room. And it is awesome. And it just shows you said action and he was there. And it was. But then they're uh, also doing incredible stunt work. Right. And then they have the athleticism in there as well. But the acting gets overlooked that they are in character the whole time. Yeah. And are awesome. Yeah. Really cool. So I'd just like to make a note. Vader in real life was a three-time world heavyweight champion, but he did lose an eye once in a match. So I'm not going to make a big deal about it. If we want to say he was 11 time, I'm going to yeah. go with that. Lost 11 time, three time, doesn't matter. And then put it back put in it back himself in and, finished and finished the match. He would tell the yeah. best story. Nicest guy you could ever meet yeah. and would tell the best stories. Uh, stories. Man, that, that man was awesome. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your mom doing? 
Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You're right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard? Hyundai. It's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. So Vader enters the ring and he says, Thank you, Bob. And it's... <laughs> So funny. I I almost peed my pants laughing. I rewound it. He comes in. He goes, thank you, Bob. Thank you very much. And it's so great. And Robert Goulet like has a smile on his face. And as he turns away, I'm swear Robert Goulet was trying not to break. It's just beautiful. It's I love every single thing about the way this scene I'm inside sorry, the match happens. Danielle, I am yeah. going to need you to record my outgoing message in that voice. You've reached Will. Like I'm going to need you to do that. Thank for- you, Bob. Thank you very much. Hello, you've reached Will Fidel. Sorry, I'm not here to take your call right now, but leave a message and I'll call you back. If you're lucky. Okay. Uh, I need that so badly. (laughs) Vader then walks over to Corey and says, if Joey don't get the job done, Vader will because I am fear. Stick around and find out who the real man is. 
Corey says, I'm sorry, sir. I didn't get your name. (laughs) name. But then Vader starts barking at him and Corey runs away in fear. And his bark is so great. I'm telling you, I love every single thing about the way this scene goes on. Me too. (laughs) Robert Goulet tells the competitors to come out fighting. And then Griff tells Robert to give his best to Vera, which is actually Robert Goulet's real life wife's name. So I just love the little inside Uh, joke. uh, He knows everybody. He knows his whole family. They're obviously close. Give my best to Vera or Vera. (laughs) So funny. Then Eric runs in and says he didn't know Corey was fighting. He bought a ticket in the parking lot. Someone was selling a ticket that says, see an idiot get pounded. And he's happy, though, because he's sitting next to the girl from Baywatch. And that's when we see you guys have your little aside there. Apparently I did. Corey tries to get out before the match starts, but then Sean accidentally rings the bell to start the match. Which is a funny beat. Pivotal. Pivotal in this scene. What does this do? (laughs) Ding! Sorry. Shut up, <laughs> that was great, Couldn't though. happen without you, Ryder. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Joey is running after Corey, but Corey keeps dodging him. Then Corey in the corner gives him a big boot. And seeing a window of opportunity, Corey body slams Joey and then gives him a frog splash off the top rope. It somehow becomes a tag match and a stunned Joey tags in Frankie. <laughs> of course. Like then, you in the confetti weight. Of yeah, course. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly great. in the confetti weight. Eric tries. But I love that this is obviously also just the the mix of high school wrestling and professional wrestling. It the it has those two things are they don't have a lot in common, but None, it's nothing. now just become nothing. this excuse to do it's professional absurd, wrestling. And it's just great chaos. <laughs> so Eric runs off the road. Oh, Eric tries to get Corey out of the ring, but right as he does, Eric gets pulled into the ring by Frankie. Eric runs off the ropes and bounces off of Frankie, but then he eye gouges and headbutts yeah. him. You did a move or two. Really great moves. Did Vader teach you the moves? He did. And not only that, but he gave me, as he grabs me by the throat and lifts me above his head, we worked on that. And he came up to me and after he said, I've got to tell you, you're better at that than some of the professionals that I work with. And it was the coolest thing in the world. He's probably just being nice, but it was the coolest thing in the world (laughs) to hear that from him. Yeah, it was awesome. That's so nice. That's great. So just as things are starting to look good, Vader says, son, you're taking too long. Tag me in. So Frankie <laughs> tags his dad. I just want to do it every time. I want to do it all the time. So he tags his dad, Vader, into the ring to go against Eric. Vader, who is huge, chokes Eric and then picks him up way over his head and about to do a body slam. Corey tries to help, but runs into Vader and bounces right off of him. And then... Mr. Feeney comes into the gym and tells Vader to put the Matthews boy down. Then Feeney does a little sleeve roll up where he pops his Mm. arms out and he regally jumps over the top rope into the ring. I remember this. Do do you? Oh, absolutely. Because it was like I saw Bill do it. It was like, what? Because he was what? 65? But I remember the discussion of like how to get him in the ring and how to make this beat work. And I think Bill just did it. Like, I I think so, too. It was like a, how do we make Feeney, you know, and he just nailed that landing and it was so funny. That is so cool. A man who would wake up every morning and swim like five, six, seven miles, something like that. Every single day. So he was, uh, yeah, always keeping himself in shape. And I do remember that. I think you're right, Ryder. I think he just did it and we were all Mm -hmm. like, what? Yeah, it was cool. 
So funny. So Mr. Turner runs over to Corey, who's still on the floor, to sidebar because he said Corey, he thought Corey said he wasn't going to have to actually fight. But Corey says by now he should know Corey is wrong about everything. Feeney argues with Vader to put Eric down, but Vader says he's not one of his students anymore. Feeney says he was scarier when he had acne. And I thought about Ryder and the acne jokes. Same thing. So he says his face was scarier when he had acne and his bully tactics didn't work back in school and they're not going to work now. Feeney calls Vader Leslie to force him to put Eric down. And Vader says next time it's a Texas death match and the loser leaves town. This hurt. Did it? This hurt. So you couldn't, they cut away. But what okay. he does is he's holding me up. Yeah. And then he literally throws me up and catches me on his shoulder. Ooh. And I kept hitting the same spot on my stomach oh. every time. Uh. And by the fourth or fifth take, that was painful. I bet. Where it was just because he was, I mean, he would, this, this man was, I was probably, I mean, I was thin, but I was probably still at least 150, 155 pounds. Yeah. And he was tossing me around like I was nothing. Jeez. And he literally threw me up and spun me to catch me on his on his shoulder. Mm. And I just kept slamming on the same right. spot. Right. And he every time. does not have soft shoulders. No. He was always <laughs> he's, he's like yeah. a brick and he was always wet. Well, yeah. Just because he, he, he was he oiled would, up. He was oiled up and he <gasps> had bad shoulders. Right. So before every take, he'd have those big um exercise bands. Mm. And he'd sit there and he'd stretch the exercise bands over. So he was oiled and sweaty and huge. <laughs> and he'd just tossing me around like a, like a rag doll. Yeah, Do you remember done. he always, he smelled like that powder that, is it gold bond powder? Do you guys know what yes. that is? Yeah. Did he yes. smell like gold bonds? It's like I, for the rest of my life, whenever I smell gold bond powder, I <laughs> think always of think of Vader. Because that's, that's awesome. he just all day, every day smelled like that stuff. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> Well, Feeney says, yeah, 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 and then tells Turner this is why he avoids reunions. And then we're in the school hallway. Corey asks Sean if he had a shot if he stayed in the ring. And Sean says, yeah, and he also had a shot at dating Yasmeen Bleeth. Corey believes the sarcastic comment, and Sean says, you break my heart sometimes, Matthews. Corey gives uh, his letterman jacket back, quitting the team. And somewhat impressed by Corey, the jock says, you're okay, Matthews. Candy leaves, and when Corey asks where she's going, she says she goes wherever the jacket goes. Topanga, in the outfit I am wearing in my Funko Pop, for those of you who bring me my Funko Pop to sign, this This is is the the moment. This is the outfit they picked. This green skirt, a white t-shirt, the denim vest, and the belt. Wow. Do you ever wear it? Do you think you wear it again? I don't think I ever wear it again, no. Hmm. I wonder why. It's so funny why they would pick that one. Well... Do you, I mean, you guys wouldn't know, I guess, because you're probably not tagged in them. But this line that Topanga says about the yearbook quote is a very oh, yeah, no, this famous Corey yeah. and Topanga yep. memeified thing. Like, this is the moment a lot of times when people go back to of like Corey and Topanga stuff, yep. this little quote. Um, this is a lot of people's actual yearbook quote. After yeah, it's show. also the quote yeah. a lot of people ask me to write on yeah. things when they want me to autograph yep. something. They'll ask me to sign, yeah, sign this quote. So Topanga comes over to ask Corey more questions for the yearbook and Sean leaves and coughs saying, you like him. And Topanga says, shut up. And Topanga explains that she needs a quote for his picture unless he still wants rar. And Corey asks Topanga what she put down as her quote. And she says, I do my thing and you do your thing. You are you and I am I. And in the end, if we end up together... It is beautiful. And Corey says, just put the same thing for me. And then they smile at each other. Hmm. Now, someone emailed me about this very famous Topanga line, Jessica M. Thank you for the email. 
Do you know what a gestalt prayer is, guys? No, I do not. So this quote that's in the show is actually directly taken from a gestalt prayer, which is a 56-word statement by Fritz Perls summarizing his new method of psychotherapy called gestalt therapy. I and knew gestalt about gestalt therapy. therapy. I was wondering if that's what it's a reference it's, to. That's a what prayer? it's from. So it is, yeah, it's this, and and part of it, it literally right. is. I think it's it's. I think it says, um, uh, it goes. Um, I do my thing and you do your thing. You are not on this planet to meet my expectations and, and, and I am not on this planet to meet your expectations. You are you and I am I. And then, and if somewhere we end up meeting in time, it'll be beautiful, but it's literally Hmm. just taken like verbatim from a Gestalt prayer. I did not know that. I did not either. I've gone my entire life thinking that was an original, original words. So well, it's funny because I mean I didn't remember it from this episode, but when I heard it, it sounded familiar. But I it probably sounded familiar to me from the episode. I don't know, right? Right, right, prayers, yeah. right, for sure. right. But like, Jeez. yeah, that's interesting. Interesting. Anyway, just thought that was a little bit of fascinating, little fascinating tidbit. So then we're in Mr. Feeney's classroom. Joey, Frankie, Griff, and Corey are all in detention. Feeney says he's giddy about the stunt Griff pulled because he'll be in detention every day for the next four years. Feeney goes to leave, and Corey says, you can't leave me alone with these guys. He's not one of them. The walls are closing in. And then Feeney, unaffected, says pity and leaves. Now alone, Griff says it's going to be okay because, obviously, he's never done detention with Griff. And then Robert Goulet comes in and starts singing. <laughs> the four punished new friends dance and smile their way through I detention. Love first, there's actually the voiceover. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert, Robert like, Goulet. The voiceover guy is still there. Him, I know. <laughs> it's so great. So good. <laughs> the spotlight. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like they travel with all that stuff. And that is the end of our episode. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us. As always, our next episode that we recap will be season two, episode 22, Career Day, which originally aired May 12th, 1995. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com, especially if you know anything about AB negative and whether or not that's a universal recipient. We need information there. And we have merch. Danielle. I'm going to need you to do the merch call as Vader. We've got merch. <laughs> Podmeetsworldshow.com. Writer, send us out. We love you all. No. <laughs> Darn it. I will. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Podmeets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Wilfred L., and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. You can follow us on Instagram at Show, or send us an email at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. 
Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions, and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.